Welcome to the Nest Podcast, a podcast that recognizes your struggles as a parent and offers advice on how to acknowledge your truth as a parent so that you can raise strong, independent children mindfully without losing yourself. I'm your host, Marilyn Medina, an educator, mother of three, and parenting coach. Here I will challenge you to get to know yourself better, support the trials that arise in parenting, and offer actionable advice that will make the journey with your child in your nest and their departure out of it significantly smoother. Hey everybody, welcome to the first edition of the Nest Podcast. We started this a few weeks ago and I just sort of put it on hold because I felt a little derailed like everybody else in the beginning of March um, as I was sort of forced to create a new reality. Um, I took a few weeks off from its development and from my coaching program as I was struggling to justify the importance of what I was doing. It seemed at the time kind of unimportant to be discussing parenting in a time where the entire planet is in this heightened sense of anxiety. We have people dying every day and we are all sort of just trying to redefine our place and our reality. Um, But as I sat on it for a while, I realized that my knowledge and guidance for parents is actually needed now, arguably more than ever, as we are navigating parenthood through absolutely crazy times and some really, really stressful situations. So I decided to come on back and help out parents in this difficult time. I don't have to tell you that parenting is challenging at the best of times. If you thought it was a piece of cake, you would not be listening. Um, But now we have young children and teenagers that are scared. We have college kids that are unexpectedly back home. Some of them are happy about it and some of them are not. We have the challenge of distance learning. And sometimes as an added bonus, we have two spouses trying to work out of the house all the time together. So some challenges that are difficult at best. So who am I? Well, um, I have dedicated the last 20 years of my life to raising three daughters working as an elementary school teacher and for the last 10 years as an entrepreneur running a tutoring center in the San Diego area. Um, I have sacrificed a lot of things on my journey over the last 25 years, um, including nearly my marriage and often parts of myself uh, to raise my kids. And I can't say that I've loved every minute of it because that would be a lie, but I have loved most of it and I have learned from all of it. I have faced the same highs and lows of parenting that most people have. Um, I have doubted myself more than I didn't and questioned every decision that I make. I have faced loneliness at times, going it alone as the primary parent in the house. And I've also faced some lows that I pray most parents never have to. I'm raising a child with mental health struggles that at times have debilitated both of us. 
there is sort of a raw feeling of despair that is unmatched when your child is suffering. And when you don't know how to help and you don't have the necessary tools to help. For this particular kiddo of mine, um, the traditional path of schooling just didn't fit. It wasn't the right match for her. So we pulled her out and I homeschooled for a while. We found some hybrid programs that worked for her. And the whole time I was feeling really, really blessed that I have the background in education so that I am able to help her because I know that a lot of parents don't have that. And that makes it even more frightening and overwhelming. And I know that as we speak right now, pretty much every parent in the country is having to homeschool um, at some level because of our stay-at-home order, and that is insanely stressful. So I am here for you in that. I know that that is really, really tough. Um, you know, thank, thank goodness that my daughter and I both survived. We made it. We faced some really big struggles, but we made it and we are better and stronger for it. And I want to help by offering some insight into that. Um, and one of the things that I really hope to help parents realize is that it's our story too. I hesitated for a long time to share um, the struggles that we went through because I felt like it was her story to tell. And it wasn't until very recently that I realized that it's my story too, and that I am recovering from the trauma of those difficult times. I used to think that I had to be brave all the time because I was the rock. I was the glue for this family. And I had to keep it together. And I then realized that it's okay to let them see me struggle and wonder and cry. Not only is it okay, but it actually helps your children. It helped my children to see that moms are human too. And one of the responsibilities of raising daughters is teaching them how to be whole and flawed because someday they might be parents and they need to know that it's okay for them to have those moments of weakness, that they don't have to be perfect all the time. Uh, two years ago, I packed up my oldest daughter and sent her or brought her from California to college in Mississippi. And oh my God, can I just tell you how difficult that was? I literally dreaded that day her entire high school senior year. And my kids would actually know which songs would come on the radio that were going to trigger me. And they would leap across the car, or leap across the kitchen to change the song because they knew I was going to burst into tears um, so I feel your pain when you face the day that you have to let years go. And through all of this, let's not forget the baby. The third child that keeps me up at night worrying that I'm neglecting her, that I'm not giving her the attention that she deserves. Because after all, she's the third child. 
And she will tell you, I'm sure, that there are benefits and downfalls to being a third child. She has her own path, and she also felt the emotion of seeing her sisters grow up and move on. And until COVID sent all of my chickens back home, she was dealing with the reality that she was the only one left with a needy mom. Because yes, I was needy. I am needy. (laughs) These kids have been my identity and I have put myself last and have to remember who I am. And I know I'm not alone in that. Um, I have to reinvent a relationship with adult children. I have to remember that there is still a spouse in the house and perhaps most difficult. I have to reintroduce myself to myself because I guarantee you that I'm a completely different person than that. I was when I carried a baby through that door 20 years ago, I actually had to get sick before I learned to prioritize myself. And my goal is to help you not have to get there before you realize the importance of self-care as a parent. I was very sick and finally found my way to the right doctor that was able to help me see that the stress and the resulting illness was making me really sick and really not able to be my best self. So after some physical healing, I turned to emotional healing and I found an amazing acupuncturist guide and some coaches that helped me to learn who I am, what I'm made of and what I have the potential to do. I finally found a path independent of my children. For decades, I've helped children, mine and others, as a teacher, as a parent, as the owner of my education center, but I realized that I have a calling to help moms because we cannot raise amazing humans if we are not our best selves. So I began began an amazing soulful journey that has changed my trajectory. I've learned to slow down and raise my children mindfully so that I respond rather than react. I have created beautiful routines that I protect as fiercely as I protect my babies so that I can remain whole and give to them what they need while still conserving energy for myself. I trust my intuition now, which helps me trust my decisions and stay more steadfast in my boundaries and worry a lot less. My kids are my best friends and I am confident that whether they are a mile away or 1500 miles away or literally in the next room, I'm confident that they're ready to become amazing adults. And I guarantee you that if you feel that they are ready for life, It is so much easier to let them go. They may have flown my nest and are on their way to phenomenal adventures of their own, but I raised them and now it's my turn for phenomenal adventures. I value parenting intuitively with passion and knowledge 
And in this podcast, I will help you to tap into both. When your children move off to start their next adventure, I want you to know that it's okay to feel the emotion of letting go. You don't have to be brave and strong. You can be sad. You have earned that right. You can cry. You will cry. I'll just tell you now. But I also want you to have a fire in your belly for your next adventure. I want to teach you how to honestly look into yourself and see who's been hiding in there while you've been making the mac and cheese. Sometimes this journey will be beautiful. Sometimes it will be raw and ugly. But I promise you, it will be valuable. I am excited to share interviews with personal and homeopathic healers, family counselors, and other educators. It is my deepest wish to help you reinvent and rediscover yourself. Because I guarantee that you aren't the same person that you were when you had your first child. I will be sharing my experience raising a child with mental health challenges, not as a how-to guide for them, but as a how-to survival guide for you. You share the pain too. And I will be here to offer my insight and perhaps more importantly, my encouragement and my love. So let's dive in. The past couple of months has been a shit show. Just going to put it out there. There is no guidebook. We as a civilization have not been through this before. So let's figure out a way to hold our own peace and get through this with awesome growth that will last long after the masks come off. As parents, we've been conditioned to put our needs last. And I'll be honest, I am super sick of the put your mask on first metaphor, but it really is on point. When the kids were little, we had to put them first. If they are sick, we have to put their needs first. But as they grow older, it becomes a habit. If we understand ourselves better, we can then share our light. We were put on this planet for a reason, and if we don't share that light, we are not only doing a disservice to ourselves, but to others as well. As I said before, it's our obligation to teach our children to be whole. I don't want mine to grow up thinking that self-care is selfish, or that they have to give everything away so that there's nothing left for them. One of the best pieces of advice that my mom ever gave me was, what would you tell your daughter to do? Then why would you do anything less than that for yourself? The journey of self-discovery is a messy one and it's hard work. I've been traveling on this journey for quite some time now, necessitated, as I said, because I was sick. Um, I just read a metaphor yesterday that really resonated with me. I'm taking a class that focuses on self-care for empaths. And the teacher, the brilliant Sadie Nardini, said that the journey of self-discovery as an empath, and likewise as a mom, is finding the courage and the skill to cross a bridge of self-discovery. 
Maybe, maybe it's not self-discovery for you. Maybe your bridge is a new business or a fitness school or some hobby that you've wanted to try. But regardless of what that bridge represents, you build yourself up to begin your journey. You're halfway across the bridge and you find someone that needs your help. So of course you help them along their way, along their journey, losing sight of your own troubles. Are you sorry that you helped them? No, of course not. But now at the very least, you have to go back to where you were or maybe back even farther and start again. This is where it can get tricky. We have to find a way to point them in the right direction while continuing on our own journey. This is where boundaries come in. And that is a conversation for another day. How to make beautiful boundaries and protect them. But for now, if we're focusing on self-discovery, we have to realize that some of the scenery along this journey is this discovery of what makes you happy or angry or triggered and why. This self-realization not only helps you, but ultimately helps your children too. For example, if you know that you struggle with resentment based on something that happened to you a long time ago, you can face those demons and clear them. If you acknowledge that they exist. If you don't even know that they are there, they can be triggered unintentionally. You then react to a situation in a way that does not allow you to be your best self, and it can become a downhill spiral from there. We are made up of the energy, good or bad, of every decision that we've ever made and experience that we've ever had. If we've been busy raising a family, we most certainly have not had the time to stop and process everything that we are going through. So that energy then gets stuck and sits in our bodies and our minds, sometimes festering. It's time to take the time to sit quietly and process. A lot of people call this clearing. And there are so many ways to do this. And I'll be sharing some of these ideas with you in later episodes and in my newsletter. But one simple way to get started is with something that I do every morning. I gently kind of just with the palm of my hand, rub this area of my solar plexus chakra. Don't worry if you don't know anything about chakras, stick with me and you'll be talking about your throat chakra in, in no time at all. But I kind of just like in a clockwise motion, rub my stomach and say, I release that which no longer serves me. Yes, I did this alone or my entire family would think that I had lost my mind. But it's a simple reminder that I don't need to hang on to old feelings that I don't need anymore. You know, I'm 46 years old and I had a pretty good idea of what values are important to me but I had never actually defined them. I just chugged along through life doing the best I could, trying to make the best decisions every time. And I never truly thought about my values and how they define not only me, but my parenting. How many of you have ever written down a map of your values? How do you teach something and instill it in your children if it's never been defined. 
And think about how not knowing your values and your triggers can really cause a feeling of being out of control, especially now. When we are pretty much out of control of everything. If we can get a handle on our emotions, we can react to everything so much better. I think that schools these days are doing a better job of helping our children with social and emotional lessons and challenges. But if you grew up when I grew up, we missed that boat. That was not something that we were taught. That was not something that was even discussed. We were taught not to be selfish. I'm here to give you permission not to be selfish, but for self-care. It is a fine line. I understand that. This is not to say that you have to set up boundaries so fiercely that you're unkind, but it is okay. It is actually imperative to check in with yourself and ask yourself, is this action aligned with my values? Will it feed my soul or steal from it? Yes, when our kids were little, it was our job to put them first. We were tasked with literally keeping them alive. What I want to teach you now is how to prevent that from becoming a habit. That's not serving to them or to you. It is very easy to go from compassionate, empathetic parent to enabler, and that's not going to help them leave your nest. You have to take care of you because you are important too. So my challenge for you this week seems simple, but if you haven't done much self-reflection, you might find it a little more challenging. Take some time to make a list of values. Ideals that you would like to leave behind as your legacy. How do you want your children to describe you? I'm guessing it's not, she folds the laundry really well. To me, it's words like strength, compassion, great listener. I struggle with that one. I will admit I like to solve problems rather than listen to them sometimes, but I'm working on it. It's words like kindness and honest kind and honest. After you have your list, post it. I'm not suggesting that you post it on Instagram. Post it literally on a post-it. Stick it on your mirror or in your journal or wherever you're going to see it daily. And then use it as a guide. If something doesn't sit right with you or makes you crabby or snappy, it's likely because it isn't aligned with your core values. Once you define them, you can not only use them as a self-check to understand yourself and your reactions better, you can also use them to teach your children. Again, don't misunderstand. I'm not suggesting that you come up with a word of the day for your kids, but I'm suggesting that you model these values and label them. But most importantly, that you use them as guardrails for your life and your decision. You have spent your child's entire life studying them. You know what each different tone of the word mom means. It means I'm scared. It means 
I'm hungry. It means I'm going to throw up. You know what it means every time they say mom. But do you really know who mom is? Because now it's time to learn. If you're interested in more ideas for your self-discovery, I've included a link in the show notes to my newsletter. It comes out bi-weekly. It's kind of a summary of the podcast, things that we discuss here, but it also includes additional resources and challenges for you. I also post regular challenges to help you on your parenting and self-discovery journal in my Facebook group, The Nest, in my Facebook group, The Nest. So check that out as well. Thank you for joining me today. Hang in there. You got this.